I am so glad that they were that they they just left. There. Welcome to the Monarch Experience. I am your host who is losing his mind, stuck at home. The Mancona, Mr. Ancona, the bald one. I'm losing my mind, seriously. But I am podcasting like a monster. Monsters podcast? I am podcasting like a man possessed. I am podcasting like crazy, and I'm so happy because here at the Monarch Experience, we're all about giving students the platform to be able to voice what is important to them. And today, what's important to them, or you, the listener, is getting to talk to another set of alumni students about the transition into high school. So we're doing a lot of conversations with former students, and again, current students, current middle schoolers. I haven't forgotten about you in any way, shape, or form. This is still for you, but I've just been able to have this really wonderful opportunity where former students are reaching out to me left and right. They love me. Oh my goodness, they love me. All those bad things they said about me, I guess, aren't true, at least not entirely true. Uh, And in all seriousness, I have former students that are reaching out to me saying, I'd love to do an alumni episode. So as long as we're able to figure out something specific that our scope is, uh, yeah, come on in, former students. You're more than welcome on this. This is, you're still, you know, you're a part of Memorial and Memorial's still a part of you. Oh, so sappy. So sappy. So today we're talking specifically with Danielle and Harry, two former students that I had last year during period one and six. They were fantastic. They were a dynamic duo for sure. And we're talking about the transition into high school. So uh, this is a really good episode, I think, for a lot of eighth graders right now to hear seventh graders, sixth graders, obviously you're still welcome to listen to this. Uh, don't get, get that mouse away from that X button. You're still welcome to listen to this because I think what you're going to hear is advice that is great for any transition into a new grade as we get to that stage uh, in the springtime. Uh, but, it's, but it's more specific towards high school and Marlboro High School. But I think also a lot of the advice that they touch upon is pertinent to you in any aspect of your life when you're getting ready to go into a new venture. So they, they really are fantastic. This has really just been such an amazing way for me to get to talk to former students. I'm not going to lie. This is just, I'm really enjoying getting to communicate and catch up with people that have had an impact on my life. They, they say nice things like I've had an impact on their life. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Okay, sure. Um, no, in all sincerity, and it's really awesome getting to hear from former students who are reaching out to me. Um, because during this time at home, it's creating a lot of opportunity for reflection. It's creating a lot of time, I think, and I'm, I'm maybe making more out of this than I, I need to, but it's, it's giving a lot of opportunity for reflection and to kind of search within things that are important to us and the people who have maybe instilled that or helped uh, develop that in some way or another. Enough of me rambling. Uh, we've got Danielle and Harry that are here, and I am so thrilled and honored to get to talk to them again. Harry, you may remember from our homework policy episode, you may remember him and his incredible insight predictions uh, and 
and opinions about the really fantastic Netflix show, The Umbrella Academy, go ahead and watch it. Season two is coming out soon. Uh, and he's back for a third shot. So we're going to welcome in Harry and Danielle. And Danielle, this is your first episode. Finally. And, and listen, we, we try to, I, who's the we? I try to get you on this thing last year, Danielle, if you remember, like nonstop. Yeah. Um, I remember I was really discouraged because I, I had gone on a line of auditions and I wasn't able really to sing yet. And I was just really frustrated with myself. And then we were doing the short film and a lot of the creative process was kind of difficult because there was a lot of, um, I guess, dis- disagreement, a lot of um, conf- like conflict with schedule and ev- like everything. And I remember one day I got really discouraged and we just like, weren't a like we almost weren't able to do something that we were planning on doing for literally a month and I was really frustrated because a lot of people were like dropping out last minute so I remember just being like why do I keep doing this like why like why do I even try and you were kind of like trying to encourage me which thank you because that that actually really helped um had had you not said that I it would have been a while till I got back on track let's just say that I really appreciate that. Well, you know, what? what I remember about that whole thing too was like how unbelievably organized and driven you were to, to making this thing happen with the video, which if, if I could spoil the end result, right, got like uh, one at the Count Basie Theater. Uh, am I right? Yeah, I got, yeah I, got, I got an award at the, at the Basie. Well, I was so excited because I wanted to do an episode on the creative process with yeah. you and, and I wanted to get a couple other people Maybe this conversation goes down that route a little bit, or, or maybe you come back for another episode, which you're always welcome to. I'd love to. Um, but that was like, that was like with this podcast, that was like my baby. I wanted that episode about the creative process because I love the creative process. So sometimes more than the, than the output so much that I wanted to kind of share with people how, you know, methods and ways that research and other people that are older than them, like myself, and then people who are their peers like you, uh, are able to, you know, create creative output because I think sometimes people just kind of go, eh, you're creative. It comes easy for you. It's like, no, my brain is always going constantly. Like I don't sleep. Like look at these bags. Yeah, I know. My, because my mind is always going and I'm always thinking of different ideas for different parts of my life creatively, whether it's teaching or the podcast, like I, I'm always on in that way. I, I don't know if Danielle, if you're the same. Yeah. Sometimes, like you, like, you work really hard at it, and then sometimes it doesn't work out, and you're like, ah, and then you just kind of curl up into a ball, but then you're like, I have a new idea. Yeah, yeah, and, like, sometimes, you know, and we're totally going off on a tangent here. So, listen, people out there listening to this, if, if this is an episode that you want in long form with legitimate research, you got to tell Danielle, you got to tell Harry, you got to tell me also to make this happen. And, yeah, you know, if you wanna, and if you want to be on it, like, you know, you got to reach out to me, you got to tell me because – Spoiler, I, I'm in love with this idea. Um, but yeah, Danielle, you're so right. Like, there, there are times where I'm beating my head against the wall going like, I am at such an impasse. I don't know what to do. I've got nothing. And then there are days where all of a sudden like I'm getting the mail and it's like, boom, I've got the most creative idea that I've ever come up with in my life and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apply it. People are like, how'd you come up with like, this podcast? Every time I, I do any kind of like, you know, an interview with someone or anytime like people are just asking in conversation, they're like, How'd you come up with the idea? I'm like, I don't have, I don't have a fancy story. I literally was just like, uh, I want to do a podcast. No, and that was uh, it. 
it's always the worst at times where you get the best ideas. So yeah, like, lying in bed at three, I'm unable to fall asleep. Yeah, getting an idea and then forgetting it the next day. No, that's why you always got to jot it down. So aside from all of this craziness that's gone down, right, and and this too shall pass. What has the transition to high school been like? Because that that's kind of what the focus I think for this episode is going to be is. And, you know, those of you listening, if it's not, obviously, then the title that you're going to click on when you download it is going to be different than transitioning to high school. But, you know, you're, you're two people who are very similar. But I also think from what I remember and what I knew of you guys last year, you were also very different in, in a lot of ways. What was the hardest part? What was the easiest part with transitioning into high school from not just Memorial, but just middle school in general? The schedule, the block schedule. Oh, yeah. What that else? Was probably about the, it? Well, it was just, it was different. It was weird. Only four or five classes a day, not including lunch. And it moves every day. But after a while, it gets useful because if a class you have, say, third block, you won't have the next day. So if you get homework, you get a free day. Okay. But, and if you need help with it, you get that free day too, where you wouldn't get, like, in algebra sense for me, he has extra help every day. So if we don't have his class that day, we can still go and get help for, say, the homework. That's and awesome. It won't be, like, considered late. Yeah, I didn't even think of that with the block scheduling. Like, what are, oh, yeah. like, what are, what are our eighth graders right now? What are they in Graduating. for? I'm going to say that definitely download the app Saturn. It um, basically shows you, you put in your schedule, like what periods you have, everything, and then it'll show you what you have that day. This way you don't have to um, keep your schedule as your lock screen, which I did for literally the entirety of the first semester. That's and sometimes a good idea. I still forget the classes I have. So downloading Saturn was a big help for you and the, just the getting, to, just knowing where you're going maybe took a little bit longer than when you were in eighth grade, knowing where you're going or when you were in sixth grade, right? It was a new building and you were trying to know where you were going. Uh, what do you, do you like anything about block scheduling? Um, I, like Harry said, I really do like the fact that you don't have every class every day. Um, something that I do find a little whoa though, is there's a uh, such thing in our school called G days. Okay. Um, which basically that is, a class that you usually have in the afternoon is now in the morning. Okay. Because what? It just... Okay, so the morning. Okay, so the morning has three blocks, and the afternoon has two. Okay. And then in the morning, you have four classes that kind of like alter around there. But in the afternoon, which is two blocks, you have three classes that you know, I'll turn around. For example, okay. yeah, I, I know. I, I know. I totally really follow it. And I, I think for our listeners, tell me if I'm wrong, Danielle and Harry, is the intent so that you can, you know, if you're not sharp in the morning, you can kind of have that switch and that balance. And if you're fatigued in the afternoon, you kind of are like constantly rotating. So I, I feel like part of it, I think G-Day kind of exists. So every class has equal amount of time so okay. it's not like there's one class that's getting pushed aside okay. and they just so happen to have to put period seven in the morning 
So for me, that's English. I, I have English in the afternoon usually, but then it just shifts to the like block three every G day. And then A day, I don't have it. And then B, I'm back in the afternoon. Got it. Okay. So, yeah. It sounds unbelievably confusing. I would hate it. Uh, it it was confusing for a while. Um, see, it's it, it's, so, it's it's less confusing than it sounds. I'm sure it is. Yeah. See it on like paper, mm-hmm. it's like oh. Okay. Yeah. How long did that take? Because I know what I've talked to you with uh, with any freshmen that have moved on from eighth grade. The rare few. No, what every freshman that's that you know that I've talked to. I've always asked just out of curiosity, like how long did it take you to adjust? And it, for a lot of the answers, I think I've, you know, my, my data spreadsheet that I've collected um, like a loser on this information has been that it's it, first marking period or like at least a month and a half, two months. And then once that's over, you're like, it's, it's the only thing you know. Do you agree with that or you disagree? I, I feel like I was a little later to the game on that. I'm going to say probably around I guess the end of January which is really annoying because as soon as I was getting it yeah um, this happened but um I, <laughs> you're I like say, March March 12th was the day that I started to get it we're like we closed on March 13th <laughs> yeah um well that's so <laughs> but um where was I Right, so I was a little later on the game with okay. that. Um, I, I feel partially it was because my mind for a lot of the first semester was so scattered because um, I kind of put a lot of work on my own plate. So it took me a little longer to adjust because um, I decided to do two shows at the same time, which um, if you are in theater, you know, that's at, at times juggling that could be pretty difficult. Um, like I remember there would be some days where I would wake up at like seven, I would like go to school, do everything. And then I'd have like my, uh, rehearsal for one show until six. And then I'd pick up dinner, go straight to the second rehearsal, be there till like 10, come home, do my homework, sleep. And it, it was like a lot, but, um, I feel because I, yeah. Okay. It was difficult, but I feel I know how much I can handle, you know, like I, I yeah. know my limits. I know what's like best for me now. And I know for a fact that fall semester of sophomore year, especially since I'm taking honors English and history, I'm not going to do that. Nice. Now. Nice. That's great. I think a lot of it too is, you know, know your, know your limits and know kind of where your breaking point is. Do you feel mm-hmm. like it, do you feel like either one of you, Harry and Daniel, do you feel like that the adjustment was difficult because not just like the adjustment with school and box schedule and like all the other things you're taking on, but you know, the, the cliche is that high school, you get to kind of be whoever you want, right? It's like a new four years and all that stuff. Do you feel that any relationships that you had or friendships that you had kind of changed that maybe you were anticipating leaning on from eighth grade? Yeah, definitely. You know, at the end of eighth grade, I would always get so worried. I would be like, what if next year, I'm in a different school than almost all of my friends and no one really wants to, or I don't even know if it's like wants to, but like everyone just kind of moves on and forgets, you know, about like our friendship and, you know, like we just like lose connection. And then like, what, like, you know, what, like, you know, it's a big adjustment and 
it's like who am I close to and who could I stay close to because everything's just really crazy right now. Yeah. And um <laughs> I I feel some relationships, yes, have unfortunately drifted apart or unfortunately like sometimes you have like a falling out with someone, but I feel like also a lot of relationships have become stronger and you also meet a lot of new friends. Like I, I could say that like a good over half of my, I don't know if over half, but at least half of my friends I've met, I'm going to say since the beginning of eighth grade and I've become close with this year. Cause another thing, um, I started at a theater group in Madawan named uh, spotlight players. And I have like, one of my main friend groups is over there. And then I have like people in the theater over here. And then people I've like met through like here, like people who've went to the old middle and then came to Marlboro. I'm like friends with some of them. And then of course I still have my friends from Memorial. So it's just like a lot of groups, a lot of people, you know? Yeah. That, and I think that that's good though, right. To kind of have, different friend groups that are not even within the same school, Harry, but it's inevitable, right? Like you, you're going to have friendships that are going to kind of dissipate for whatever reason. Harry, do you, do you feel like that happened as well? Or is that not the case? Yes and no. Um, mainly it was people moving away. Mainly it was just uh, common interests fell. People change. It happens. So the expectations versus reality. I, I, did you guys have Danielle you're a theater person so was your expectation is this unfair to say that your expectation going into high school was it was gonna be like high school musical everyone was gonna be all in this together right and and all of that and singing and dancing and it was gonna be like a a teen movie nah dude I wish (laughs) (laughs) so Um, you, you went in with realistic expectations um, I don't know. I feel like I kind of went in with kind of pessimistic expectations, actually. Really? I was kind of like, you know, I'm afraid that school's going to be difficult and like block scheduling is, you know, crazy um, and everything. But I mean, it took some time getting used to, yes, because I'm someone who I'm not the biggest fan of change. But it, yes, it, it was kind of difficult at first. But it really depends on A, who you surround yourself with, B, um, if you know your limits and how much you could take, which is why I'm glad I went into this taking like all academic classes next, like this year and the next year I'm going to be taking some honors classes. Listen, um, I got to tell you, Daniel, that that is so smart too, because I know that like when in eighth grade, right, we get all the placement stuff. <clears throat> we get all the placement stuff in February, January, February ish, right? We check off and agree or disagree or, and kind of ruin your lives or, or whatever with placement. And you know, so much of the conversations with that a lot of times become the kid, you know, a student wants to take like 17 honors classes. And it's like, you're adjusting to a new schedule, a new school, a new four years of your life and all of this. Like why are, and you're going to try to do extracurriculars. Why put that much on your plate? It's so important to know your limits and know what you're able to handle. Like, and the, the advice I always give parents and, and students that will ask is like, you know, you want to take honors English. And you want to take honors history and, and honors math and honors, honors science and honors lunch and honors gym. Like, good for you. But do, is that are any of those potential career paths? Because like if, honors PM homeroom. Because like it's, if, if you yeah. have a passion for English, then okay, fine, go do it. But like if you don't have it, like don't take honors English freshman year then. Wait, 
wait till junior year then possibly. Put so, that on yourself. Yeah, don't put all that on yourself. You're you're not gonna it, you're gonna make yourself look good for your resume, but that resume is not gonna look good when you're pulling in like D's and C's in like these honors classes. Like, who are you impressing then? Harry, uh, expectations versus reality. I mean, I know both of you are younger siblings, so you've got older brothers. And I've told this story on on a past episode of the podcast where my first day was walking up by the science wing and a junior was on crutches and he went, ooh, freshman, and took the crutch and whacked me across the shin. Um, and I like no, and I no sold it. Like I didn't even flinch. I just, I just kind of like looked at him and just kept walking. And then I went into the hallway that's right by the, the cafeteria and where the stairs are. And I think I like collapsed on the floor and just like, you know, totally didn't cry, bro. Like my expectation was that it was going to be like big, bad, scary, older people like beating you up. And like my first day basically like confirmed that Harry was, did you have any expectations versus reality? No, actually not really. Um, Just exactly what you expected. What with big brother Zach kind of laid out for you. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, So you gotta, you gotta thank him then. Instead of telling him get out of your room, you gotta be like, thank you, big brother. Yeah. That's how I thank him. (laughs) You say, thank you, big brother. (laughs) very Orwellian so that was my funny moment I have plenty of funny moments from freshman year Um, and I guess that was my reality versus expectation Harry do you have any funny moments from freshman year so far I originally thought that it would be a good idea to take everything with me with like 17 different binders and all my textbooks and everything in one bag uh, oh god destroyed my bag yeah so I did that for a total of eight, no, like five months. Of what? I finally fixed everything. I got two big binders for AM and PM classes. I kept my textbooks, and it's so much lighter. But when I had the 20-pound backpack with me, my balance was incredibly off. Yeah. To the point where the A-wing stairs. Now, this, I was, uh, I was at extra help. So no one was on the stairs. No one was in the hallways. It was clear. Thank God. And there's no cameras. So I fell down those stairs. Oh, no. Because of of how heavy the backpack was. And it didn't hurt. I only went, I only went down and I caught my landing. Like I looked around. Yeah. Did anybody see? Oh, good. All right. So nobody saw it. I was, I think I walked into the band room and Danielle was there. I sat down. I'm like, I fell down the stairs. (laughs) <laughs> was, uh, it a, it, it, was it a was it a funny fall or i mean you're okay obviously and nobody saw you right so we can laugh was it a funny fall or was it like a, no. oh my god i'm gonna die <laughs> i didn't it was fast it didn't it happened so fast that i didn't even realize it till i was on like i was on the little uh the landing like on the floor oh, happened <laughs> yeah. oh man i can yeah and I, I just continued i didn't think much about it poor harris um, did you just Not pop really. back up? Did okay. So here's here's a question that I have to ask, and that I, I hope that our, our listeners understand the value in me needing to know this. When you fell, did you sell it and like stay on the floor, or did you like pop back up like nothing happened? Um. Well, my pain tolerance is incredibly high. I mean, uh, you I dealt with me for a year, two times a day. Yeah, I got on the landing, and I'm like, my backpack's on the side of me, off my arm. And uh, I, I just picked it up, got back up, and kept walking. 
Nice. Nothing happened. Uh, if the fall wasn't dramatic enough, I'll make sure I go back and do it again, just so that like it, it really looks dramatic. You should see the me climbing a ladder. I climb a ladder like it's like a WrestleMania Money in the Bank match, or like one rung at a time, grabbing, and just obviously it's never high. It's never, you know, I'm never high enough to be able to get it. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that's definitely a funny moment, Harry. Danielle, have you had any funny moments freshman year? How lunch works. Um in Marble High, everyone, all 2,000 of us, have lunch at the same time because Jeez. of block scheduling. Wait, wait, everybody at once? There's no, like, two different lunch periods? Uh, no, there's no two different lunch periods like, now. That's nuts. Where do they put you? The cafe, well, they put, like, people in the cafe, well, I mean, you're not really assigned anywhere. You can go wherever. I think the cafeteria holds, like, 700-ish. And then you have the library, uh, the main gym there's like a smaller blue the gym people room, go the in then there's the, wow. yes in the choir room outside. so i how do you eat how do you there. that's i can't even wrap my head around this logistically how long do you have for lunch like 35 minutes so how do you how do they serve that many people if you're buying uh, like do I, you, I bring my lunch okay home, so i i don't know if you don't bring your own lunch there's a good chance that you may be trying to you know, shove food into your face in like oh, a two-minute yeah, span. Yeah. Definitely. Um, wow. I, I'd say about halfway through, it calms down a bit, but I, I would still bring lunch from home, especially um, you're like when you're starting off as a freshman, just because you also don't know where you're going. Yeah. So like if you arrive late and, you know. Yeah. No, it's, I think that's really good advice. So you guys, uh, I know Danielle, obviously you talked to quite a bit about your participation in the theater society and then obviously your your acting career is there anything else that you have extracurricular that's going on uh no not really right now i'm thinking maybe next year um i'll join something else just to you know try something new but i mean i'm not really planning on anything as of now Awesome. Harry, uh, well, again, like you said, you know your limits, right? Like, you know, you've got a plate full and you can't, you can't give your best efforts to everything mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're doing everything. Ooh, that sounds really quotable. I like that. I might put that on a bumper. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, Harry, any extracurriculars that you got going on? No. My logic is when we get home, I'm done with school. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be anywhere near there. I'll, I'll do homework and all that. Ow. I'll do homework and all that, but I'm not going to be like staying at the school after five. Um, I hear you. Yeah. that That's how I was. That's how I was basically after freshman year where I was like, get me in, get me out. Let me go do the things that I enjoy that are not connected. Um, yeah. And, and, but yet still you're on a school podcast at three 30 as we're winding down here, any one singular piece of advice that you would give Incoming freshmen, so our current eighth graders at Memorial right now. Uh, Harry, any one singular piece of advice you would give them? Well, don't don't do what I did with the backpack. I would say get <laughs> two uh, uh, two inch binders. So get two two inch binders. Um, and make one for AM classes, one for PM classes. Um, and don't use lockers, because with locker placement, sometimes mm. it's incredibly inconvenient. My locker yeah. is far away from all of my classes, and it would Same. make me late every time if something went wrong. 
Yeah. So I would just say, uh, carry what you need with you and don't break your back. Don't break your back. I don't and think there's the any, <laughs> watch, watch out for those stairs. They creep up on you. I think that that's great advice. Um, and you know, but you know what, Harry though, what worked for you is I think you kind of trial, you, you figured it out through trial and error. And you like, you realize the schedule kind of, or what works for you on your own. You only have to fall down a flight of stairs to make it happen. But I think there is some positive out of there, but yeah, don't fall down a flight of stairs. Listeners take Harry's advice. Danielle, what would be your piece of advice for incoming freshmen? I have three. Three. Um, we said one. Go ahead. Is it okay if I share them? Of course. Give all three. So for going into the school year for the summer, I'm going to say for summer reading, which is really annoying, but um, when you get your book, make sure you look at the district and see what the prompt is and make sure you take notes um, that relate to the prompt because if you don't do that, you're going to be like your second week of freshman year being like, oh my God, like yikes. Um, I got, I think like a B minus on my um, nice. essay. What book did you have to read? Uh, the House on Mango Street. By oh, Sam no, it's good. <laughs> yeah, House, House on Mango Street's good. But I think, Danielle, that's such great advice because like, if you're just reading this thing aimlessly just to finish it, especially something like House on Mango Street, which is a series of vignettes, like there's no linear like cohesion to the story. You're reading it, you're going, what the heck did I just read? And you're done with it in like a week. Because it's short. And then, yeah, it's yeah, it's good advice. Harry, what's so funny? The House on Mango Street that we were supposed to read over the summer. I didn't read. Did not read. Um, when we wrote the essay, I got an A+. Plus. Ooh. I didn't read. Did not read. And I did it. What did you spew out that, that somehow made sense? Um, they give you paragraphs and like... Uh, Eh, what's the word? Uh, topics. I can, I can, about. Okay. And if the, the paragraphs from the book um, give you what you need. So I didn't have to read the book and I still got everything I needed. Wow. Yeah. I can't really uh, advocate for and Harry's. Uh... People, uh, yeah. Don't do what I did. It was a dumb <laughs> idea. Um, but very why I was laughing was that people were like really upset that they read the book and got like a yeah. and I'm over here with my A from not reading anything. Yeah. Well, so you know what, the, what a big part of that is though. So I'm going to totally like teacher this response and say, you know, Harry, you and I had conversations last year where, you know, I sung your praises because you are such an insightful person and you are able to analyze stuff unbelievably well and like just especially conversationally like you could take a piece of text i mean you're an avid reader you could take a piece of text um that we were working on you could break that thing down you know with with the best of the best like and that's that's how great of a analyzer you are and how introspective i think you are too so it doesn't surprise me that you'd be able to kind of like what's the word he's uh, it yeah, yeah, your way to an A plus on something you never read because I think you are the type of person that could get like an excerpt and just be like, yeah, I get it. I'll break it down. Um, definitely surround yourself with the right people. Um, don't don't get into the drama. It's it's really exhausting, and when people come to you, be there for them, but just know you can't control them in their lives. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, you you can't carry everyone. And uh, join Theater Society. 
Amazing. Thank you so much, Danielle and Harry, for appearing on this episode of the Monarchy Experience. It, it, again, it's just such an amazing joy, not to sound melodramatic, but like it really is such an incredible joy getting to reconnect with former students, to use this platform to be able to do that, but also to be able to provide our listeners, hopefully some entertainment. You're not going anywhere, so keep listening. Make sure you go back and re-experience old episodes. Um, but also gives you, you know, a per- I, I hope that they were able to give insightful advice, uh, unique stories, funny stories. I mean, the, the thought of Harry fall- falling down the stairs, I'm glad he's okay. But uh, the thought of him falling down the stairs and how dramatic sometimes he is, I'm sure it must have been a sight to see. Uh, and just I think that their perspective, it's amazing seeing how they've grown from when I, I remember them and how I know them and just seeing how successful they are right now. So major, major, major thank you. Harry, Danielle, I miss you guys. I'm so thankful that you were able to be a part of this episode. And if you want to be on a future episode of the Monarch Experience, you know where to find me in my home. I haven't left. I'm still here. You can find me uh, on Twitter at the Monarch XP. You can find us at the Monarch Experience Podcast on Snapchat. So shoot me a message, um, tag us. Tell me you want to be on an episode. We'll make it happen. Literally, the answer is yes. Don't ask, can I be on an episode of my experience? Just say, uh, here's my topic. Um, tell me your schedule, Ancona, because that's basically how this works. That's how this has always worked. As long as we can have some kind of thing, glue, that will keep this conversation rolling, um, you know, this is a podcast for you, for students. Uh, no edgy celebrities. None of that nonsense. So you know where to find us. Make sure that you subscribe so that you get all of your episodes on your device of your choosing. Uh, that is so important. I'm going to keep saying this because we're not seeing each other. So you don't see that that poster in the hallway and you're not going to hear me telling you about it. The morning announcements are once a week. By the way, huge shout out to Bucci doing a killer job with these things. Uh, but you can find us anywhere. Anchor.fm is our hosting platform. We've got listeners on Stitcher. We've got listeners on Spotify. We've got listeners on iTunes. You can find us basically anywhere the podcast can be found. Make sure you give us a five-star rating or else. Um, outside of that, uh, can't wait for next week's episode. I get to talk to maybe more former students that have unique experiences that are... Uh, Super Italiano. I don't know. We'll see. Until then, 